Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special guest today. He is an entrepreneur. He is an inventor. He is about to, you know, can I say this? Could be, I think you are going to be a future B. Can I say billionaire? Potentially. Potentially, I guess, yeah. He's an animal. That's how I know him. He's the sweetest, most generous guy. And he is one of the creators and founders of Cameo. Please welcome Martin Blencow. Is that how I say your last name right? Blenko. Blenko. Yeah. Blencow. Blencowco. Yeah. Dude, how are you here right now? I don't know, but well, I know how I'm here, how it started. How are you, man? Thank you for doing this. Oh, it's a pleasure. I mean, I, I go, I think of you and I think of 2018 and being with you, going to meet you outside the improv. <laughs> so let me tell you this story. So I got a lot to say to you. Does that sound weird? No. Is I get a DM from you and you're like, hey, Jamie, it's Martin. I'll probably do your accent again by the end of this. I am in, uh, I'm doing a cameo. I really like to get you on the platform. Come on down, man. And you're like a fucking CEO of this thing that I'd heard about. The first person I heard about it from, of course, is Simon. Oh, Rex, yeah. Props to Simon, Rex, Dirt, Niz, always early. Him and Tom Green, I would say, are always early with this stuff. So Simon was already on it. And uh, a couple people in the... I don't want to say this, I'm getting in trouble. The P community, let's say the adult industry was also on it. And um, so I'd, they are always a early adapters. And then I get a call from you. I get a DM. And then you're like, yo, I'm going to come down and improv. I'm like, this guy's going to come. He's the CEO of this company that was, I knew it was growing. It wasn't where it is right now. And then we'll tell him what happened. Like, I remember... Uh... <laughs> driving down with my younger brother. I think I said, come with me. I don't go by myself. And he was like, no. And I was like, all right, crap. So I went by myself and I saw you. Your brother said no. No, so I'm by myself. <laughs> Why didn't we, he want to go? I don't know. He got, he's sick of me selling. I'm always selling. You know, it's, it's, it's the process. Yeah. And uh, I remember coming and speaking to you. I mean, I was, I think you watched the intro video, right? The one we did. Yeah. I mean, I had to sell you. It wasn't easy getting you on. You were like, man, like, I don't want to do this. Well, I'll explain it to you. But, dude, so when, what is your background? My background? Well, simple. Simple. You're, you're from London. I'm, well, I'm from Brighton, which is south Bright. from- Where's Brighton? It's south from London, 60 miles south from London on the coast. And as a kid, just had the American dream. Ever since I can remember, I wanted to go to America. Mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger was my idol. Uh, and I, I just believed America is the land of opportunities and just wanted to get over here. It is. And when I was, I think, 14, you know, I won like South of England for 100 meters. I, I had the record for Sussex for 200 meters. Is that swimming or running? 100 meters. Uh, track. Track. Like You're a track guy. Yeah, I was a track guy. Pull so, that mic real close to you almost. There you go. So I was a track guy and I was like, you know what? That's my calling. I'm going to be a, a track guy. Came out to the States, you know, but my journey, I went to USC and my journey at USC was very uh, challenging. My dad was, you know, died of cancer, but the process, was got, I was just in chemo and radiation and I mean, my dad got cut up pretty, you know, I mean, he really had the work done to keep him alive. And then I got involved in the film industry, uh, did a bunch of movies. That business died on me. What, but what movies did you do? This some crappy like DVD stuff, you know. Straight to DVD. You want to yeah. drop a title here? Might get you a couple <laughs> extra <laughs> click-throughs. No, it was it was like uh, 
things like Bruce Willis in. The one that was cool was The Rock, called, the movie called Empire State, which I'm sure you've never heard of. It's with The Rock. Was it early rock? Yeah. Or like mid-rock? Like 2012. So early 2012 rock. rock. Yeah, 2012 rock. So that was kind of cool. But that, that business died on me. And I met a guy called uh, Lee Steinberg. Do you know who that is? Of course. A super agent. He's Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, exactly. And he said, Mon, I think you'd be a great agent. You know, he just kept saying you'd be a great agent. You would like, be. So Better manager, actually, because you're more hands-on. I don't know the difference. <laughs> Matt, agents will just throw it against the wall and make it stick. And I know any agent listening, and you know that's the truth, so stop lying to yourself. Managers more craft 2 a.m. calls from the client. Like, you're always available. Yeah. And uh, so I thought, you know what? I went up to Seattle, and I was like, I want to, I want I wanted to, I actually went to the Seahawks facility. Mm-hmm. I missed a part. I actually ran a 4 3 USC football. Dude, you're really putting that accent on. Are you really from you're yeah. a facility? You're really trying in, to work it, I've aren't you? I've been like you? 18 years. I've been like 18 <laughs> he's, years. I he's should, born in Riverside. Yeah. Facility. Yeah. From Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to the Seahawks. Go to the Seahawks. I knew the coaches. I knew Rocky Seto because of USC football. I actually walked onto USC football, ran a 4-3. I believe I was the fastest ever walk on. What did you play? They had me play corner, but I didn't know what I was doing. Cornerback. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. Wow, so that's defensive. Yeah, I had no idea. I'm honestly, I, they gave me the playbook. I remember going, do you know what? It like literally broke my heart. This is a lesson. You fail to prepare, you failed to prepare, you prepare to fail. And I did everything right. I did everything from the eating, the dieting, the whole, all that, the training. And I missed out the key component, how to play football. <laughs> Hold on a second. First of all, wait, so were you playing football? I tried to. No, but it, it didn't work were out. You, wait, so when you were in England and you came over here. Yeah. Did you go to USC? Was that your first day in America? No, my first day in America wasn't there. I, I came out here to kind of get a lay of the land. And then I was like... At how old? 18. So were you playing football in London no, or just rugby and soccer? Rugby and, and track. I and was good footy. At, I was, yeah, but I stopped playing football when I was 14 for whatever reason. But we call that soccer here, but he's talking about footy, which yeah. is the real football. Yeah. So then you were a track, super track guy. So yeah. And then but because of USC football, I ran this amazing time. Like I kind of made a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, had a decent relationship with, uh, you know, with, with the, the DB coach was Rocky Seto. And I said, I'm coming to Seattle. And he said, come to, come to practice. Wait, and, so hold on. I was still going to stay at USC. So you went to USC. Yeah. Did you get a full scholarship? No, I didn't. But you got on the, you did the sports. I did sports. Yeah. yeah. Now, dude, a cornerback, that's a hard position. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I knew one, I knew this white kid who, I think he was for Tulane, and he, they used to call him White Chocolate, <laughs> and he was really fast. So you are, what is your background, your, your nationality? My dad's uh, English, and my mom's Iranian, and my mom came over to England when she was 15, met, so, met my dad, and that was it. So you would be, so, okay, so you're half like- Half Iranian, half English. You're like- you're like Saudi chocolate, if that's what your position. Can I say that? I'll have to edit that out. So go ahead. Um, and so, yeah, no, so I made all this noise. So I went up to Seattle. I called up Rocky because he was at Seattle because the USC coaches went to Seattle. And I said, I'm in Seattle. He says, come to practice. And I remember turning up to the VMAC, walking in and being like, oh my God, I want to be involved in this business. That was it. Like, it was just like that moment, like, I've got to do this. Not as a football player. Not as a football player. I said, I'm going to be an agent. If you look, even my key ring is uh, Seattle Seahawks. 
So you were what we call a mark. Do you know what a mark is? No. A mark in wrestling is someone who believes in wrestling so much. They're like a super fan. So you were like a super fan. Oh, I'm actually 100% a super fan. Like, I even walking in here now, seeing your posters on screen. You were, I know, you walked in and you were, it's it's very beautiful. You were like a mark for it. You love yeah. memorabilia. You're, you're a super I'm a fan. fan. Yeah. You have to be a fan to do what I do. 100%. And, and so. So I, it's 2012 and now you're going to be an agent with Lee Steinberg. Uh, no, I wasn't going to be an agent with Lee Steinberg. It wasn't 2012. This was probably like uh, 2015. 2015. Yeah, 2015. So I went, took the test. Didn't make USC, didn't care to do it. No, it didn't work. But so I took the NFL test and I passed. To be an agent. To be a te- By the way, the test for an NFL agent is really hard. They should do it for Hollywood. It 90% failed. I'm sure. I'm sure it's actually very hard and very legit. You know what you have to do to be an agent in Hollywood? What? Get coffee. <laughs> and take a couple staplers to the head. I'm not deleting that. Go ahead. How much can you take before you move up? And um, so and it's a very hard test. Pass the test, and then um, I signed uh, Cassius Marsh, who played for the Seahawks. Yeah. And uh, I remember it was September 11th, 2016. He was player of the game against the Miami Dolphins, which was so awesome. You know, it was September 11th. I'm really funny about numbers as well. So 11, it was really, really hits home for me. And uh, I, was, I was always thinking to myself, I've got to find a way to make Cassius Marsh off the field money. That was all I could think of. Like, I've got to make him off the field money. Because him playing ball, he's going to get a contract based of how he performs. There's, not, like, there's nothing I can do. I can, hey, don't do this, work out more. But at the end of the day, it's him. Mm-hmm. How can I add value to this young man and bring him off the field money. And then I thought to myself, if I can bring off the field money and be, provide a value there, I could probably sign up a lot of guys. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay. And uh, it was, uh, what year was this? O- next, no, October. So my business partner, I'm, you said I'm the CEO twice. I'm not the CEO. My partner, Stephen, is the CEO. You're the creator of it? Yeah, well, I founded it with Stephen, yes, and Devin. You found it with two other guys? Yes. Okay, so you're the C... No, my, my title's EVP. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you're up there. Yeah, I'm up there. I'm up there. <laughs> I'm up there. Everybody, everybody <laughs> who I know knows you. I don't know anybody else. Yeah. Because you're in the thick of it. Yeah, but I, I wanted to have the relationship with, with the yeah. talent. I really did because I wanted to sell how much... Like, I'm going to read one video. Like, I wanted to sell, not the money component always to... to uh, to talent, but like how much these video mean to someone? I got this message from uh, Tom Wilson yesterday. You know him as Biff. Biff. Oh yeah, I know Tom. I did a few episodes of Ghosty with him. So he sent me this last yesterday, and this is why I want to send the message to all the talent. Like, yeah, there's a money component to this, but there's a human connection that is priceless. Mm-hmm. He goes, my son who is autistic and rarely smiles is watching a wonderful moment. Watch is what is it was a wonderful moment watching him view Tom Wilson, wishing him a happy birthday. He smiled for the full three minutes. Trust me, this is more special than a hundred Christmases rolled into one. Thank you. Wow. I woke up to that yesterday. That wow. motivates me. Dude, I got to tell you some stuff about that. That's beautiful. But I wanted to go back to your story first, and I have a lot of questions. Oh, crap. I, I'm always, so, I'm all over the place. <laughs> so you, I know. So you are, you meet Lee Steinberg. He says you'd be an agent. You got to become an agent. You weren't with him. No, I wasn't with anybody. You started your own agency. I just, yeah, I started. Yeah. Kind of like freelancing. Freelancing. Your f- yeah. first client is a Seattle guy. Seattle guy, yeah. 
So you said how I can make this guy money, you know, instead of like just their basic used car lots and stuff like that that they promote. Yeah. Oh, and but the other thing is I couldn't get a job with anybody. You couldn't get a job. Couldn't get a job. Yeah, I, tried, I tried. I tried. No, this is beautiful. So you couldn't make the USC football team, wanted to be a sports agent, couldn't get his job with a sports agency. Lee Steinberg liked you, but he didn't hire you. No, he liked me, but I just didn't think at the time, like Lee was on his comeback trail. And yeah. I, I wasn't sure if that was the right fit. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I just didn't, I don't know why that was, but Lee, I'm so happy for him. He's got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Who just wow. signed a $500 million deal. Jeez. He really does have the fucking beautiful touch. Yeah. He does. Yeah. That's incredible. So now you go, so you start freelancing and doing yourself. So it's around what year where you started saying, I got to make this guy off field money. It's pretty much straight away. After that game. 2015? 26, no, 2016. 2016. Okay. Yeah. After the Dolph, Miami Dolphin Seattle Seal game. I was Player like, of the game. I've got to find a way to make money off the field. Yeah. Got him like a little offer of five grand to play in a basketball game. Yeah. You know, nothing crazy. And then uh, my partner, Stephen, his, uh, his grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, we had done some movie stuff back in the day together, but that business died on us. So he went to work for LinkedIn and I went and did my thing. What's Stephen's name? Galanis. Stephen Galanis, okay. And um, his grandma passed away in October and I just flew in to pay my respects. I literally flew into the day to Chicago, early flight, flew back the same day. Um, and we were just you know, chatting with how we need to get back into business together. And had a brainstorming session about, you know, what's like being an agent. And I said, look, I've got to find a way to make these guys off the field money. And showed the video of Cassius doing a, a birthday message. No, not a birthday message. A congratulation message to Brandon Boone, um, who, who was the first recipient of a cameo. At the time, it wasn't a cameo. So I'm losing track here. So April, I think it was, no, probably January of 2016, a buddy of mine uh, Brandon had a son called Maverick and Brandon was a diehard Seattle Seahawks fan. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy I visited up in Seattle and took to practice with me. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what would be a great gift? I got a video message from Cassius Marsh to Brandon saying, hey, Brandon, congratulations on Maverick. I know if he gets your athletic abilities, he'll play for the Hawks one day. Go Hawks. And that's, I send that to Brandon. Brandon went nuts over it. Thought it was amazing, which was surprising because I didn't think he'd get starstruck because he was working at Nike at the time, and he was working on with Neymar and Michael Jordan on an advert. So he had seen lots of superstars, but he loved it. So then, Bell goes off in your head. Bell doesn't go off that, that straight away. Okay, doesn't go off straight away at all. So when I'm with Stephen, we're chatting about like just business, like you know show him the video and we go, that's the business. And then we just went for it. So you guys both said this was a business. Yeah. So then you got app, you got developers. So then we got Devin Townsend. Mm-hmm. So there's three founders. So Steven, because Steven and I don't know tech. <laughs> yeah. Who, who does? It's hard. And then Devin went to Duke with Steven. And, uh, and uh, the other thing that was really interesting about Devin, this is the reason why we won is Devon was a minor Vine star. Smart. Yeah. Okay. So he was able to build a product that talent would love to use. Mm-hmm. But also like Stephen and I were looking for sportsmen. We thought sportsmen were going to get the sportsmen on, create moments that inspire. Yeah. But it was YouTubers, Vine stars, that got, actually proved the concept. Yeah. They just came in and started making money straight away. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
I remember one guy was at, we had like a launch party. A guy made 20 grand. I thought, oh my God, that's amazing. 20 grand in cameos. This was in, yeah, 2017. I thought that was amazing. Guys can do that in a day now. He made 20 grand over how long? Probably six months. Six, seven months. So how long did it take you to develop it? The app from... Martin, you're going so fast. Go slow. I know. I Let's did. take all the nuggets out for the peeps. <laughs> so, I'm very fast. You're not... You're, yeah. I read that about you. Uh, um, go ahead. So you go... How long does it take to develop the app? About a year. That's a lot. Okay, so 2016. So 2017, then you beta launch it? No, we were... We, well, we, straight away. Straight away, we had... Uh, you were able to do cameos on Facebook... Uh, messenger and on telegram what year is that 2017 2017 yeah so here's what's crazy so then you are out there in the thick of it and you decide you got to get me now mm-hmm. why were you so on me go you called me a mark earlier right yeah so i'm a su- in a good way i'm a super fan yeah i'm a fan of a lot of things and uh, early on, when I was probably, I think Scream came out when I was 13. Yeah. And I was a huge fan of Scream. I think yeah. I wrote a book about it in school. We had like a school project. Mm-hmm. I wrote about Scream. I wrote about Wes Craven. I wrote about Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Friday the 13th. Again, going back to earlier, I love America. Yeah. So I thought American high school kids, they watch horror movies and that's what they did. You thought it was like that and then one, of your, one of your peer group would get brutally stabbed not yeah yeah not that part but i just felt like you know that's what you just watch horror movies and you're a lot as a lot of people i who aren't from this country that come here i always find that they it's crazy how much people learn about our country through pop culture like mcdonald's is the number one food they think britney spears you know er like they do consume so much i know that a lot of people say that yeah. So and you were consuming pop culture. Consumed by it. And I thought, you know what? Well, I remember your character, Randy, had some great lines from the movie. Spoke to you. Spoke to me. And I thought, this that's gold. And then you had the Jamie Kennedy experiment, which I liked. Spoke to you. And then over here, you had uh, Malibu's Most Wanted. Ma- I, I like that. Malibu. Uh, big, big, you know, and then um, Bowfinger. But that, those are the ones that sp- scream and, and Malibu's Most Wanted stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, if you embrace the characters of B-Rad and Randy, those characters can be gold on Cameo. Yeah. Just given the characters. Just given the characters. Uh, shout, listen to this. And then I'm going to go back to this. Side note, Justine, uh, Justine the Machine on Instagram. Very, very, very funny comedian. Okay. She had a birthday yesterday and she got a Cameo. From Roger Jackson, who is ghost-faced. Hello, Roger. And it it's, might be the best way I've ever seen a cameo. He introduces himself. He goes, hello, Justine. I'm Roger Jackson. Happy birthday. And then he puts the mask up. And he does a bunch of stuff, like a two-minute message in Ghostface. She's, I don't know how old she is. I'm going to say she's 29. She was flipping. She loved it. It's an incredible cameo, dude. So there's your example of do, embracing what people know you from. Yeah, and then it's fun as well. It's fun for you if you embrace it and give the fans what they want because the, the love you get back from them in these, I know it's kind of a bit cheesy saying this, but five-star reviews, Yeah, it is magical. 
Right. I got to tell you about that. But so wait, so you you launch it in 2017. Does it take off right away? No, no. I have some questions. <laughs> so what happens? It just was so many no's. Where's the launch party at? It was at my house. <laughs> you fucking, I didn't even get that. I wasn't no, there yet. No, Where was it at? By the fucking no, jacuzzi? We, we have, yeah. <laughs> do you know, do you know? Oh. You have a beautiful house in ballet. It was yeah. in my house. But you know, it was this, it was. Couldn't have been that bad. No, nah, but it was just so, the, the launch party was fun, but there was just so many no's. Oh, we live in the land of no. Oh, no. Like, I, I, I make a point of saying that because I want someone to get inspiration from that. Yeah. Like, I couldn't get a job. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people can relate to that. You couldn't get a job. You couldn't make the SC team. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't get hired as a sports agent. No. You couldn't get people on your app. No. I know. You are super resilient. You are a loser. No, you <laughs> or a failure. No, you're, 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 you know, you ever heard the pair, uh, the story three feet from gold? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Basically, the guy who had the gold during the gold rush sold the guy a gold machine because he was finding gold. And then after 110 tries or something, he just said, I can't find the gold anymore, sold it. And then the next, this guy sold it to found gold in like two tries. And he was that close. You know, it's about not giving up, yeah. basically. Not giving up. I mean, you've got to realize I sent out in four years a million messages. I, I signed up about 5,000 people. And I might be wrong. It might be a lot higher than that. But I know it's over 5,000. Dude, so hold on. Here's what I want to say, and we're going all over the place. Here's why I think those no's are valuable. Because there's like 10 or 12 superstars in our business. And I don't know who you were going for, but they will always be the last to jump on. But if you get... A hundred reality stars, that is golden because that's just going to add massive awareness. You know what I mean? And then you get sports stars and then you get music stars and then you get cooking stars or whatever. And then you're going to get comedians. And then by getting so many, I don't know if you went for a super, super high echelon in the beginning, but they're always going to say no because they want to protect this thing this image and by people that are entrepreneurial who are i would say the lesser lower on the food chain in hollywood you're gonna get massive volume on your app which is beautiful for you so you will actually become i have a lot of things to say about but you will become bigger than the nose does that make sense yeah because it's 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 kim kardashian is now the second billionaire in her family Okay, everyone in Hollywood on the Super A list wants that money. And that just shows you the power of yes. The power of celebrity as well. Well, yes, and it's totally changing. So I want to go back to it. So you go in and you're trying to get the nose. And so how did you start getting it involved? How did you start making it work? <laughs> you had your launch party. Just hustle. That's you just on- hustle. I told you I sent out a million messages. Yeah. I was sending out 200 messages before 8 a.m. every day. Every day. I was never off. Morning, I wouldn't sleep. I'd get messages. I'm on. So I would send out in a day. I've sent out a thousand messages in a day. Yes. Who was your first person that you signed? Well, Cassius Mars. Cassius Mars after him. Um... I had a few people that I knew say yes, but they didn't really participate until later on. 
One was uh, Nigel de Jong, mm-hmm. soccer player, played for uh, Man City, uh, AC Milan. He played at the Galaxy as well, LA Galaxy. Prince, Kevin Prince Boateng, who played for AC Milan. Uh, Maro Atojo, who was like an England rugby player, mm-hmm. star rugby player. But they all were current. Mm-hmm. Didn't need the money. Didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And you learn through the process. You can't, you got to find, the, the thing that became important was finding willing talent. Yes. That was it. Yes. So then you come down and you DM me. DM me, yeah. You, you ask your brother to come down and be with me. Mm-hmm. You said, he just said no. So then you come down, you watch the show. It's great. Three ladies walk out. I think I offended two people, three people. I don't know. You know, you had your tremors joke. My tremors joke. <laughs> you love that. that. And then I'm leaving and then you're outside waiting for me like a little, uh, like a little, like a little stalker. Nervous. I, nervous as well. Why would you be nervous? And you, what did I tell people when we did our first, first cameo? I hope it's not porn. <laughs> I, did, I thought you're signing me up for some porn, bro. Uh, I didn't know because I had heard about it. And here's what I think you're, I'm so pissed because I wanted to invest, but you already had your investors. Who were the early investors? Uh, well, we had Cassius Moss invest from the, from the, <sighs> he made out. Uh, Nigel De Jong invested. Uh, we had uh, Lance Thomas for the New York Knicks invest because he went to school with Stephen, who they went to Duke together. Friends and family. Friends and family. Yeah. And now, I think when I met you, it had like a $50 million valuation. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then... It just keeps going up. Well, last week, the Wall Street Journal said you guys were a billion. Yeah. You probably went up since last week. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 wild. I mean, dude, hold, 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 hold. Take a little. You take a little off for your side project, but you know that's gonna grow, dude. I'll be very surprised if you're not worth a ten billion valuation soon, right? Oh, yeah. you said soon. No, I I agree, and I mean it's exciting. Don't tell me what you. I don't know what you're allowed to say. So, but you're probably either gonna look for an exit, or it could be its own thing. I don't know, but I know many people that could would like to gobble you up. Switch just, I mean, Microsoft just bought Discord for 10B. You familiar with Discord? Yeah, of course. I, it's so crazy, these things that come into my office. I saw Twitch in 2012, but I couldn't invest in it because it was already going, but I knew that that was going to go. It was early, and some guy's like, this is going to blow up. <laughs> so here's what I love about your your thing, dude. I mean, are you surprised how much it's worth? Of course. Of course. But you wanted a unicorn. Do you know what? I just wanted to look after my girls. You did. Oh, stop. Stop. No. Stop pulling the heartstrings. No, right absolutely. No. Do you know what it is? Yeah, of course. Everybody has. I came here with big dreams. Yeah. I didn't come to America to scratch my butt. I came here with big dreams. <laughs> I wanted to make something myself. I really wanted to, to do something special. Yeah. But for years, and this has been like a 20-year process for me. I know you were telling me at lunch that you're like... You had many other failures. What did you have other startups? No, it wasn't that. It was my running failed. Okay. Football failed. Okay. The movie stuff failed. You know, just like I just felt like I put so much effort. But why are they considered failures when you were doing them and you were achieving them at high levels? What is the success? What's the successful? I didn't reach the potential. So meaning, like you didn't get the Olympics. Yeah. You didn't make it to the USC team. Yeah. You didn't play in the NFL. Yeah. You didn't become a top agent. You know, the thing is, I put a lot of effort 
when I mean I work my... Oh, I know. I, I did that for 20 years. I wouldn't go out to celebrate. I wouldn't go out to parties because I was a loser. I hadn't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. I was very tough on myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know why I thought that way. Like, I, 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 was, I was pretty much miserable because every day, wake up, try and be great. Wake up, try and be great. It's just not a healthy... It really isn't healthy. So to finally, with Cameo, to see that reward for that effort, oh, it in a way is refreshing, finally. In a way? Oh, it's more than in a yeah, way. Uh, wrong words. It's insanely but, amazing. It, it, but the thing is, the nice part about it, all of this, those scars, whatever you want to call them, the, the failures, the learned lesson, whatever you want to call it, it humbles you. See, I don't think you failed at all. I think you were just, that was your, your, your path that you're working on, you're walking on. I mean, look, dude, you were trying to be a super elite athlete. Mm. That means you're not going to have a normal life, right? Yeah. You're trying to be a super, you're in a top 10 college. You're trying to be a super on a team. I mean, mm. you're, you didn't pick uncompetitive things. You picked super competitive things. So with that comes... You know, you're not, you maybe holidays get sacrificed, maybe relationships get sacrificed. But did you, did, would you say that was in you naturally or did, were you driven to do that? Um, do you have like a, being, I'm going to use the word mark again because you've put it in my head. Yeah. I hope I'm using it right. I'm not, do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, a mark is, I was sort of like, Martin, I'm, this is the Jamie Kennedy experiment where I'm getting, right? you know, um, I was a fan, I'm very impressionable to, Movies, film, as you yeah, know. Rocky. Wow. Yeah. So Rocky got you. Yeah, and then like Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love that documentary. You know, top top documentary. And those, the mindset. It's like I'm coming every day. <laughs> I'm coming and I'm lifting. Go ahead. No, but that those that mindset of just keep going, keep going, was just kind of I thought that's how you have to do it, and I probably did that to an extreme. But did you, so those movies motivated you. Was your dad and your mom telling you, get out there and run? No. So it was just this thing in you. You had brothers though. You have brothers? I have an older brother. So is he, were you and him competitive? No. Oh, right. He might have been, he might have been competitive with me later on, uh, but I was never, you know, in a touch, I was blessed yeah. with, with abilities at a young age to be, to do some good things. Athletic. So I wasn't really like envious of anyone's success. I was yeah. just focused on what I could accomplish. Wow. So you have, here's why I think your app, I'm going to tell you something. So a couple of things about the app now. When I got on it, I actually think your app is going to change. It's going to add to the turning of the tide in Hollywood. It's, uh, you know, you know what? There are, on, there are, uh, what's the word? There are, um, innovators then there's ea which are early adapters and then there's the general pop comes in right and i think you're and then when something hits critical mass and everybody jumps on so i've been around a lot of these different things over the last 20 years at one point when i made my screen money i wanted to move up to silicon valley and i wanted to just sit in a coffee shop and find out who the next innovator was because i just knew Silicon Valley, I had some Amazon stock and different stock and it was incredible. And it was only my desire to be an actor that I didn't have the time to do that. And then obviously everybody got hit 
in 2000 and but I still always knew that tech was going to be around you know so I love tech I got to see early MySpace see a lot of conversations early Facebook those are long conversations but I got to meet Sean Parker and I'm just and I watched how those guys had MySpace sold to Fox who knows what it would have become Facebook didn't sell to big media and now regulates it became bigger. Um, obviously, Instagram and Twitter, all these things have become the new thing. YouTube. YouTube. Comedians have really transfer, uh, transformed a lot of these platforms. Dane, for me, made MySpace. I believe Andy Samberg and The Lonely Island should get a lot more credit for the YouTube because when I saw the video Lazy Sunday, you familiar with that? No, I'm not. It was the first viral vid on YouTube and you it was and SNL was very smart at putting their videos on YouTube early and they did it and it he missed it on the show and it blew up online. This is when everyone was like it was Christmas of oh five going into oh six, I think, and it was it was like when video stopped buffering. That's what YouTube kinda did. And it just blew up and it was those comedic sketches I believe that really made when YouTube went crazy Facebook I give a lot of credit to Vin Diesel because he was early early on that and he is you know I think he has 100 million people now but so the right people pushing some technology really adds to it like you like and you have these people but all that being said is why I think your platform is going to change it is because the way I've been using it first of all dude it's dummy proof it's like, you know, the McDonald's board, they say they want to make it dummy proof so anyone could work it. Like they push a hamburger. It's like, so it's so easy to use now for me. Not that it was hard before. It's simple, cute. It shows you how many things you've done. It shows you reviews. It shows you what you've made. And when I first, this is, I wanted to go back to the philosophical, philosophical of why I think it's changing. When I first did it, why you got so many no's is because you kind of feel like we're all whores in in life, and we're all whores in Hollywood. Whether you people admit that or not, it's just what's your price, right? And this felt like uh, the Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Desperate, kind of like how conventions were. Are you yeah. familiar with cons? I love the Comic Cons. I went to the cons in 2012. People told me to go, told me to go, told me to go, and I was like, eh, how is it? I went. And I consider your app a interactive version of a con. And when I went, it was I was a little early, but I was making amazing money. And people were 99% super respectful and wanted to just see you. Mm. It's just that you get those comments on and on, like sometimes negative t- thing that are like, you know, Facebook. Oh, I saw Jamie Kennedy sitting looking like a dried chicken nugget at his table. No one, you know what I mean? And like they say some shit and it hurts. Have you tested it out? Have you seen what a dried chicken nugget looks like? And you, have you tested it? It might be, it might it, be accurate. You dip, you dip it. <laughs> but you do that. And then I did them on and off. Right. And I had the same experience with those as I did with your app. So, but, but check it. It all ends good. So around, I want to say 2015, 2016, the next thing I'm at a convention. And fucking, I see the Avengers. Norman Reedus, do you know who that is? Yeah. Norman Reedus. Walking really, Dead. He blew up the conventions. He was the su- superstar from Walking Dead. Like, the money was insane. And then, 
bigger Hollywood herd, and the rest is history. And I'm talking, I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars these guys were making, right? More than the more than acting. Well, for a quicker, if you do pro rata for if, the time. No, but if you're doing, if you do it all year and you're working, yeah, hundred percent, you're correct. And so I'm like, wow, 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 wow. And so now the cons have become completely mainstream, and everybody wants to do them, right? And the, and and so it's it's respectful. Obviously, you're going to have those moments where. You know, there's going to be people that are weird, but I mean, it's, it, you know, the guys who blaze the trail, are like the Kane Hodders, you know, who that is, he's a horror star and different people like that. Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek. All of these guys. Right. And so your app was like that. And so when I was on your app, I was into it and I was like, well, how much do I charge? And you told me the price and you're like, I'd be like to be transparent. You're like, do 50 bucks. And I'm like 50 bucks to send a minute or two minute video. I go, he goes, what's out of your day? So I'm like, okay, because people ask me for autographs all the time anyway, and I just oblige or pictures, and that's no problem. But I felt weird kind of charging, right? And then I did it, and I did it, and I did it, and they they trickled in, and it was nice. I made a couple hundred bucks here or, you know, know, 300 bucks here, but, and it was fun. It was easy. Mm -hmm. And then I got one cameo. And the guy took it and made a whole two YouTube video. And he's like, how many D-list celebrities can I get to put on YouTube? He's like, this YouTube video cost me $812. And he had me and, you know, I'm not even going to name these because I think it's rude. They're not, they're not D-list. No one's D-list. They're just my, you know, I love them, right? But people judge you, right? And I was like, so like this is opening up the trolls, right? And it's like, unless I'm making tons and tons and tons of money, why do I want to do that? And then, so I kind of was like, well, whatever, right? And then, yeah, you know, I talked to you yeah. again, and you're like, let me take you to lunch. For some reason, you really want me on camera. <laughs> you have so many people, and I don't know why. No. So we, I had my first non-quarantine lunch in a year with you. We are sitting out there at the Sunset well, Marquee. It's a relationship game. And the ghost of Bob Dylan is <laughs> over there, even though he's still alive. <laughs> and you're Roger Waters, and you're like, look, man, you got to go in the fucking app. Here you going to do it. And so I'm back on, and... It has gone full critical mass. And here's what I love about it now. Not that I didn't love it before because I'm all about it. But those haters that come in sometimes, you know, they bum you out, right? Of course. You made the app. So you always tell me my price, which is it's 50 bucks, you know. It's funny. Since then, I've been talking to Deadmau. Yeah. He just DMs me. And so, like, now we, like, follow each other who because I'm a huge fan of his music. And... So it's weird. I've talked to other celebrities in different fields that I didn't know I would vibe with. That's number one. Number two is I've gotten two movie offers. What? Yes. I've gotten two. I didn't know that. I've gotten, That's awesome. I've gotten two stand-up gig offers. Because they don't know how to get hold of you. Exactly. And they don't know about the gram, right? So Martin added this new thing. You guys added this new thing. For two ninety nine, you can text somebody, which I didn't know about that feature. And you're like, dude, check your text. And it's it's like in the eighties, we had this stuff, ten minutes talk, all that shit, or party lines, all this stuff. But it's not like I'm asking for it. These people are in there, and so I have this thing. You have this thing like Snapchat, and it says streaks, and I have twenty four streaks out of twenty five. I declined one because I knew the person was trying to troll me. <laughs> 
And I did it correctly the way Tommy, your guy, said, just politely decline. So I did. And then I got all these reviews. And I have 15 reviews, five-star reviews, and really heartfelt yeah. like that. And so I watched Dice. And Dice, and besides our lunch, Dice was somebody that really inspired me to go back on it because he did this cameo that was like six fucking minutes. <laughs> and I was crying laughing. It's so goddamn funny. And he was just going deep. And I'm like, this dude got his money's worth. And it felt like Dice was just kind of made it as part of his day. He got me and also Louie. Louis Anderson does okay. some beautiful cameos. And I'm like, if these guys can do it, you know, if they're spending, if they're taking time out of their day, I certainly can try to do it. And you got to remember that we got the billion valuation. Yeah. The fans want it. Dude. Oh, I know. But so, he, here's what it is. The, the world is 95% more respectful and there's going to be 5% troll. Yeah. And what I love, why it is changing is because I hate the middleman. You know, no disrespect to agents and managers, but you clog a lot of shit up. You know, you just need a lawyer to do the deal, right? Mm. Bring the opportunities. The business is being splintered. Mm. It's going to be Disney and everybody else, right? We're all going to be on Patreon or this stuff. And you have like this other app. You have like a Patreon. You have like an OnlyFans, whatever you want to call yourself. You're your own thing. It's very clean. It's very simple, but now I make it part of my day, bro. Yeah. I have on my calendar today, do my cameos. Love it. And even though I get like four a day or five a day, but I've had about 12 different revenue streams right now, and you're included this month. No, not 12, about eight. And I've made, just today I checked it so far this month, about $13,000, and you're part of that. That's great money. Yeah. That's that's money. If I found in the ground, I would pick it up. I mean, I also pick up two bucks, but <laughs> but it's like because that's not going to be our world now. Taking little bits of here and you're it goes. People then ask about my hoodie. I've had two people ask about my hoodie. Two people ask about my books. You're engaging. Yes, we're engagement on steroids. If you have a social media manager, they're going to tell you like the comments, comment on the DMs, all that stuff. Engage your fans. Um, when someone gets a cameo from you it's personalized they got it for free because 90% of them again is a gift mm -hmm. it might be a little bit maybe 80% these become diehard fans yeah and they're buying whatever you're selling they're more connected to you than ever before like Elvis Presley had a great line take care of your fans and as sure as heck take care of you he's right that is it and for example um, I want to say after I saw you for lunch I'm 90% sure I watched, I put screen on, I don't know if I really got 20 minutes in, because I connect with you, but I do that all the time. If you go to my house, I have a kitchen full of Funko Pops of guys that I get on Cameo. Wow. So I recently got Wayne Knight, uh, who is, um, he's in uh, Jurassic Park. No, no, no. The guy that gets the of course. acid in the face. He's Newman, dude. New exactly. Well, I, didn't watch, I, didn't watch, I didn't watch Seinfeld. He's Newman. Go start watching it. You're going to have some time on your hands when you have a billion dollars. But, I've got, it brings me a joy. I bought it straight away. I went and met the wrestler Sting. I went and bought tons of Sting merch. Yeah. You become, when you engage, you have a connection. You feel yeah. like you know the person. Especially with Cameo, you become so, you really are putting effort and time into giving a thoughtful, funny, you know, message to someone that means a lot to them. As you saw that Tom Wilson request. Yeah, dude. It, 
It's well, what I meant also with critical mass is that stardom used to be aloof. And now going all the way back to Kardashians is stardom became accessible. And what you said, the power of celebrity. Celebrity is not just acting in a movie or singing a song anymore. Celebrity is having a hit song and also opening up a Chick-fil-A and starting your own perfume line. That's what it is. I mean, you can just do one thing, but it's just rare now to do that. And you, with this, I think you are now the tipping point. So here, back to Scream. When I wore green Hush Puppies and Scream, do you know how that came? No. In, I want to say, lower Manhattan, the Soho District, Hush Puppies, they were out. They were an 80 shoe. It was, so they became a brand and became very, you know, what they call devaluized brand. Mm-hmm. Um, or a distressed asset, I guess you could say. <laughs> and so, hip, you know, hipsters do everything that like, they start stuff. And hipsters kind of, bring things back where they're ironic, post-ironic shit. So in the Manhattan Soho district, hipsters were taking hush puppies and coloring them. Hush puppies got wind of that. This is before social media. Pictures were popping around in like a magazine. I remember like Us Weekly. And fucking hush puppies adopted what the people were doing, released a thing of colorful shoes, put them in movies. Scream was one of them. I had the green hush puppies and they're one of the iconic things from my character. I had red hush puppies, I had green hush puppies. And then it hit from that, it hit something called the critical mass, right? They were talking about it was a tipping point and the brand exploded again. You have hit the critical mass point with celebrity of making it accessible. Like, I think aloofness is done. I think people love celebrity, but they want to see the celebrity on TV. They want to talk to the celebrity, listen to them in their podcast. They want to see them in their concerts, but they want to be able to touch them. And you have to talk to your fans. You have to. I want to have an emotional connection. Oh, a real connection. They want to DM yeah. you. Yeah. They want to have you over wanna, for dinner. Yeah. So I think now this is going to blast that beyond. It's so interesting you're talking about merch, like that placement of the shoes. Yes. I've told so many people early on, wear your merch in the videos. Yeah. Because they're buying what you're selling. Yeah. Because the person got it for free. Yeah. It's in, it's incredible. Now, I get, I'm going to, I'm not going to put the guy out. So there's, I was one cameo. Because now, like, after watching Dice, who's so good at him, and Louie, who's so good at him. I'm like, I really got to do these seriously. So like I brush my beard. <laughs> I'm even thinking about shaving part of it. And I like set my morning coffee and I'm like, how many cameos today? So yesterday I had 15 cameos. That's a lot, you know, so I can't knock them all out at once. And there was this one guy and he asked me to do a kind of a speech similar to scream. And I, but, but regarding the two cheating and I'm like, what does he want? So then I said, you know, all of the stuff about how to cheat. And he's like, no, 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 I'm a professor. I want you to tell them not to cheat. So he says, can you redo it? So then I redid it. I'm telling him the rules of why not to cheat. And he's like, you're better than this. He's like, I'm going to send you a script. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what? what the fuck? But the guy's so into it. So I'm like, send the script. Right. But I mean, that's the only one where I'm like, dude. Did you get your manager involved? Oh, I got to call SAG at some point. But for the most part, you, you know, they're not that involved. But you do have a couple of people. There's a lot of people, dude, that are like, shout out my movie. Oh yeah, there's a. Lot, I mean, it's just it's amazing. Like the the movie office was cool. The one yeah, that I real. really love at the moment, which has become really popular. So you're talking about Cameo, it's a gifting service. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I even told you about Cameo Cools. 
Cameo what? Calls. When no. you FaceTime with somebody. I want to hear about this. So, Sell it. Pull that mic closer. <laughs> Let people hear you. So uh, Don't be shy, Martin. Cameo this is the beginning calls. of your fame. Cameo calls. You can have a FaceTime. Cameo calls. So you have, everybody needs is the app. Is it calls or calls? Calls. Calls. Okay, okay. Uh, everybody, the, the, the customer needs the app as well. Okay. And they have a FaceTime with you. Yeah. And then they get a photo at the end of it. So they can screenshot it. No, they get a digital photo. It says Cameo Calls. It's like a little, you know, like a photo booth type photo. And it's awesome. It is incredible. How much does that go for? Anyone's it, price? It, it's actually cheaper. Yeah. It's cheaper. The reason why is Cameo, actually, you think about it, you get it, you read it once, you do the video. You kind of, it's a bit of a process, right? Yeah. This is a minute, two minutes. And it's just, it's a natural conversation like we're having here now. But the digital photo, you were thinking 2019, a digital photo, that's crap. Yeah. Now, 2020, it's great. 2021. Well, 20, yeah, true. That's what I was saying. I've got to <laughs> update myself. But um, so in December of 2020, you know, we, weren't, we didn't have any real traction with it. We weren't really getting anything going. So Steve calls me up and says, Mark, can you help out a little bit? I said, okay, cool. So I started calling up a bunch of people I know. I got all the Harry Potter on it, people on it. So I got Oliver Phelps, James Phelps, Bonnie Wright, uh, wow. Tom Felton, who's, I mean, that's the uh, Weasley twins. Jenny Weasley and, and Draco Malfoy. You've got, yeah, you're, fr- you're tight with the Weasleys and Draco. Yeah. And so I, I got them to do it. They shut down the website. They shut down the, they shut down the app. Wow. When they went out, look, and we're doing this thing, shut it down. How, what was the average talk time? Uh, I think it started for two minutes. It was a little too long because it gets a bit, you know, the conversation ends and go, oh my God, they're screaming, going nuts. Yeah. And then they ask a question and it just kind of, so a minute seems a minute to ninety seconds seems like a nice, perfect amount of time. Um, but there are people that want to talk to you for ten minutes. I mean, why oh, can't you make that an option if the celeb's cool with it? Yeah, absolutely, you can. Personal celeb therapy. You, you can do that. You can you can change the time to what you prefer. But what was crazy is like I was looking at the I was looking at the, like the numbers that these guys have the potential of doing. It's like, you know, literally, you know, they could turn it on do three grand in an hour like that. And exactly, if you pro rata that, but that's a lot. Three grand a day. Do you know what that is? A million bucks. It's about a million bucks. Yeah. So wait a minute. Where's that on the app? I was yeah. You got me juicy. I just, <laughs> but I just wanted to get you back on camera because I was like, you know, I'm a good talker. I wanted you back on. I just wanted you to get have a great experience. I do. And like for me. You know, I love those early stories of running down to the improv, the, the adrenaline rush, the heart coming out your mouth. You watch the intro video, I'm shaking. My arm's like shaking. I'm holding, I think I'm holding to a pole because I'm like shaking. <laughs> that so like, freaked out. No, I just wanted to get the job done. You know, I wanted to like keep moving forward, keep progressing. Like I remember John Lovett, so I know you're friendly with. Yeah. I've tried to get hold of John for ages. Should have just told me. Yeah, I know. What is this cameo? <laughs> That's actually how he talks. <laughs> and I, I believe, I asked John, he was checking out my wife and my wife goes, I think John Lovett's just walking to the Apple store at Century City. I ran down to the Century City Apple store and I signed him up in the Apple store. No! So you watch the intro video, it is done in the Apple store. What did you do? I just went up. You rolled up on him like rolled a creep? I, I love it. What did you do? I got no shame. You're lucky you're <laughs> handsome, dude. Jesus. So you're in the Apple store. And what'd you say? I just went up to him. I said, hey, John, I'm the founder of Cameo. Uh, yes. Uh, and What is to, Cameo? I'd love to get you on. I think I might have said, I think you can make 100 grand a year on this. I think I might have said that. And? 
It might have been more. I might have said more, but I definitely think it was a hundred grand. I said to him, and, and then he did what? You and, you grabbed his phone because you grab. I'm just let everybody know he grabbed my phone and he downloaded that shit for me. Hand. He was like, "Look, Forced man, it's so hand. simple. Just do it right here." And I'm like, "I'll do it when I go home." And you go, "No, no, no, no. do it right here, man. Do it right here." And I'm like, on the street, I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna go get ramen." You're like, "I oh, know." Before you ramen, get it. So you made me get. It. He's like, "Here's your prize, turn it on." Do you know what the thing is? Strike. I know, dude. I'm impressed. It's dude. ABC always be closing. Do you know what the first move? prize is a Cadillac. Do Second you know? prize is a set of steak knives. Third prize, you're fired. You know what that movie is? Yeah, of course. What is it? It's the one with uh, uh, Alex. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Mandatory for anyone selling. Go ahead. But you know, get the job done. Yes, that's all on you. Just it. Them downloading wasn't good enough. Got to be live. Got to have that intro video. Yeah. So if you see me, like even behind you here, this Malibu Most Wanted poster, this yeah. shows you how much I get about. Tay Diggs, that was Soho House in West Hollywood. How did you sign Tay? Uh, a buddy of mine, I'm standing there, a buddy of mine goes, Tay Diggs just walked in. I just, <laughs> jumped, I just jumped on him. Poor, I believe it's not protocol at Soho House. I might lose my membership. <laughs> but I went up we to- We got to have lunch there, by the way. Yeah. They have a great chicken bowl. Oh, it's on cameo, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I go up to him. I say, you know, can I- uh, can I buy your lunch? I just want five minutes of your time. Whoa. Who was he with? He was by himself. Just solo, Tay uh, in the corner. And so I did the intro video with him. I go, I got a special announcement. I got Tay Diggs on. And then Tay didn't get live with it for a couple of weeks. So I called him up. I said, what's going on? Yeah, I didn't really know what I signed up for. <laughs> he was kind of a little nervous about it. So then I took him for lunch at Soho House. And then we got him like, active. I'm a fast talker. So you got a you guy are. with slicked hair. You know, they're kind of that stereotypical Hollywood guy. Yeah. Fast talker, slick hair, talking to you, selling you. He didn't know if he was in porn either. Like I, did. <laughs> I thought I signed him for porn. And so, then, and he's done it and doing well. And uh, Anthony Anderson is Italy in Century City. Yeah. Oh, you signed Anthony at Italy. Yeah. That's so funny signing all these people at food and computer stores. He signed me after my set because he knew I was going to be there. By the way, Italy's got a wonderful meatball. Do you know? Oh, I keep selling everything. Are they giving you private placement? Oh, God. <laughs> but the one thing I've always wanted to do I haven't done right. is sign someone up on a plane. Oh. I've always wanted to do that. That's got- rough if it's first class and you're, you have to be in first class, but then even that, they oh. feel... They feel- I remember it right. I'm on the plane going to New York, going to LA to New York. It's like six in the morning flight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm lying there. I get, I'm sitting in, I think like two, whatever, call it two A. And I didn't see who was in one A. Yeah. Might have been, it could have been seven in the morning. I think Ken Young, it must have been Ken Young goes up, stands up. He looks, looks like, I guess so he's looking for the restroom, I guess. Looks Ken that. Young, Ken Jung. Ken Jung. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Ken Young. I'm, Ken I'm, Young. I'm probably thinking of a basketball player. <laughs> Sounds like a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's what Ken Jung. Ken Jung. Mr. Chow from The yeah. Hangover. Yeah. And other things, obviously. Dr. Ken. And I saw him. And you're losing. You're mel- you, were, you were almost as nervous it's, as you were when you met me. Do you know what it is? It's not, I, I can't even help. It's like a bull seen a red. Yeah. He came back. Yeah. I jumped on him. No, you didn't, Mark. I did on the plane. You can ask him. What what row were you in? <laughs> I was right behind him. So it was like a single. Like so he's in 1A and you're no, in 2B. 2A. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, right behind him. From coming from New York to LA or London to? From LA to New York. Going uh, to New York. Okay. I think I was going out to the New York Comic Con. Got it. And I saw him and I was just like. Dude. I went up to him. But this is later on. This is like, and like, you'll make a quarter of a million dollars on Cameo. I thought I was close to getting it done. I really thought. So wait, you went up to him and said, hey, I'm going to do this app. And what did he do? 
Um, He's so polite. He was very polite, very nice. But that doesn't mean he wants to deal with it at that moment. And then you didn't wake him up, did you? I was. No, no. He just came back from the restroom. So he obviously got back. Jesus, God. He did. He did went back to sleep. He went to the. (laughs) He dropped a deuce, and you're like, "Come on, dude, give the guy a second. Yeah, and I, I, you know, it's. a little frustrating because I, I would love to go home. It didn't happen, but he said, oh, let me, what's your Instagram? He followed me on Instagram. So you got, oh, wow. So he followed you. Because I guess he wanted to see, like, you know, you want a snapshot of this, who this individual you're talking to on the plane is, right? And then he said, let me speak to my team about it. And then, you know. That's, so he's not on? No, he's not. Ken, you're not on? I would love to have him on. Ken! Oh, he'll kill. Oh, he'd be amazing. Ken, you got to get on. He'll get on. And dude. now he could probably be a million dollar guy. A year. Because of his characters. So let me ask you this. Imagine getting Mr. Chow, you know, when the world reopens properly, saying, hey, look forward to hanging out with you in Vegas for bachelor parties. I mean, that's gold. That's worth a lot of money. That's worth a lot of money. That's worth a lot. But the thing is, what happens if they don't look like their character? If they had a beard? You you wouldn't have to get in character all the time, right? No, no, no. Dude, hold on. That is so true. Who's, who's, I think America is going to be fascinated by, or the world, excuse me. Who is your Biggest earner on Cameo, if you're allowed to say. Well, you saw it on the in the, the press clipping. All right. Well, I'm going to say. Yeah. It's Brian Baumgarten. Yeah. From The Office. What was his character's name? I didn't watch The Office. I have watched it recently. Brian Baumgarten is like the OG smart guy on Cameo. He's number one. He makes over a million a year. Yeah, you saw the. It was in the press last. How week. many cameos did he? Does he do a day? Do you know what? I, I don't know. It's a lot. But he, he embraces it. Okay. Then the most cameos ever was done by what guy? The most is last year, James Buckley. Who you probably don't know who that is. I don't really know him. Have you, have you heard of The Inbetweeners? Yeah, I do. It's a TV show in the UK. It's a very popular It was comedy. here on MTV too. Yeah, they, try, they, they, they can't do that. The British humor and the American humor, it doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. Not, that type, not that type of humor. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, Martin, I just want to, you know, want to make a lot of money off this. I said, be 50 bucks. I think he's done about 12, I think he might've done 12,000 last year. 12,000 cameos. Yeah. But it was a lockdown to be fair. There wasn't much going on. That's a lot of stimmy. And the thing is, he'd probably do more this year. When I was talking to you again, the, the big star at the beginning of this whole pandemic was on cameo. It was the most expensive month I heard was Carol Baskin. Yeah. Carol did almost 300 G's in one month. Something like that, I think, yeah. Wow. I think, I think so. I mean, I think that was out in the press as well. Yeah. You allowed to say that? I don't know what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> He's nervous. I can see you clamming up. I hate, no. I hate, no, I hate talking about money, but yes. Yeah, so yeah I, Martin. They made a lot. You got to talk about money, dude. They made a lot. Here's the thing. You got to be transparent. They made a lot. They made a lot. That's, it's good. I talk about everything on yeah. this podcast because- do you know what MFT, M- NFTs are? Yeah, you're doing yeah, NFTs. Yeah, I just invested in one, actually. You did? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's going to be... the Transparency is everything. Yeah. And that's what I love about your app is because it is completely transparent. Yeah. And you can see all the things. So what are the plans for the future for the app? Well, you saw the Cameo Calls. That's going to be... When is that going to drop? Well, cameo it's, it's there, but it's not really... I mean, I'll help you set it up. I would like to set it up right now. All right. Before you leave. Okay. And we'll do that. We've got fan clubs. What's that? So kind of. This is like an infomercial, but it's not because I really just like Martin. He's an interesting guy. So fan clubs is the ability to post, you know, exclusive content. 
to your fans via Cameo, charge them a small fee to really connect with those super fans and have like this more of an intimate thing. So imagine taking a picture of this and not putting it on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or TikTok, but doing it for a subscription service via Cameo. Uh, and and then by that, you, people that are buying into you, you get away from all the trolls. These are people that are want to really know Jamie. Yeah. And I think that's dope. And then we've got Cameo for Business. So you've got business shout outs. But, uh, oh, you're basically saying like early, uh, what's the term for that? You're saying Cameo for Business is another way of saying sponsorships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. How wow, most dude, you people don't really trying to disrupt a lot of industries right now, but, dude. You're getting some cheap deals. These these businesses are getting some cheap deals, dude. But some people just don't know how to access you. Ah, uh, most people don't. Nobody does. Yeah, accesses everything, and you know, a lot of people. Like I remember early on going up to people like, "Oh, I've been speaking to your manager." who might not be them. You know how it goes. Who's the manager? Who's the, f- like, yeah, it's all fucked. You know, and he goes, you know, Oh, uh, I've been speaking to your manager. He's like, that's not my manager. And you're like, <sighs> so you like, and then sometimes you're speaking to a guy like, who is the manager? Yeah, that's my manager. Do you bring it? You're like, no, I've never heard of this. Let me say that to you. And then remind me to tell you about the story about the Vegas with the guy who came to my show and wanted to meet me. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, did, was he, did, he, did he look like me and have a mustache? <laughs> kind of, he, wait, I'm going to go back to this. There was, uh, I almost want to say it, but fuck it. There was a huge actor and I don't, I'm not going to say his name. And he was with a big agency, but I'll say their name CAA. And I remember that he, he told me this at a party and he was offered a movie for 2 million bucks. And he was probably around that money or maybe he was getting three or four. And the agents never even showed him the offer because they wanted four million. And they knew he was enough of an earner. Now, whether he was going to do it or not, it doesn't matter. You have to show your clients these things. So, dude, that is real. You, the, the, the problem with these agents and the managers is the way it was, but I think it's getting decimated, is that they'll block so much shit from you, which is fine because you want to be protected, mm-hmm. which I need more of. But sometimes I was so protected that I wouldn't get nothing and I would have people that wanted to work with me. And at some point, you're just sitting in your house and you go, I want to work. So if you're, if you're turning down something, what else you got? Yeah. And so it's going, I mean, dude, it's going to be full on. The playing field is being leveled. And I think you're. Well, social media's also done that though. A thousand percent. And now you're going to be one of those eight disruptors. I mean, you just put in your email by, put like a, you know, info at jamiekennedy.com. You're going to get, you're going to get things coming there. Yeah. A hundred percent. A direct email on IMDb Pro. Yeah, I didn't mean that. I got to have that put my assistant's email, but she messed up. That was, it was a couple emails in there, which I didn't mean to do, but she, she did that, but you're right. But I had a guy, so talking about what you're saying is everything has its price, right? And I, I got to tell you, I do, I'll sign anything for anybody. You know what I mean? I'm not a rude person, but there are times where I'm like, 
I've had a guy one time hit me up for like 35 pictures at an airport. I was like, this isn't swap meat. <laughs> but was that the guy that said you look like a chicken nugget? No. <laughs> he couldn't get the right photo. He's That's, like, damn it, he keeps looking like a chicken nugget. Chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> That's another airport. So you go, but so I do, when you do shows, people can come up to you. So I had another guy come up to me, a very, very rich dude. I'm not going to say his name or what he does, um, but he's a huge dental implant guy in the Vegas area. And he came to my show and he goes, I'd like to have dinner with you. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And he fucking lays out his Amex card. <laughs> he fucking puts it in my square and pays me a good amount of money. And he says, tomorrow night at fucking eight o'clock, I'll send the car. And I said, dude, this is fucking creepy. I don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> And he goes, who, who do you want for security? I, I should do his accent, but I won't. I'm going to commit. I'll probably get in trouble, so I'll just be normal. And he goes, uh, I said, him. Because there was like this UFC guy that was kind of helping me sell merch. And he goes, all right, I pay him. He paid him, sent a car, and I went to this dude's house and had dinner with him and his wife for two hours. And he paid me a lot of money. And he's like, I, he's like, how do I get to Magic Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> but he paid for my security. Is that not funny, dude? And you, uh, this shit happens more than people realize. Oh yeah, I've heard it a lot of times. <laughs> I heard, and he paid before. I he could have lost the money. I heard two soccer players were in uh, in Dubai, and someone paid an, a one million dollars and a hundred thousand for them to fly over and hang out for like a just go to a party. The thing is, think about this, right? That's a beautiful million dollars. Yeah, I mean, think about this though. How many times, because you're a celebrity, I'm going to use that word. I know it's a weird word. It's the truth. But how I'm celebrated. <laughs> how many people say, thank you for your time? People appreciate the time of a celebrity and they fall, and it's kind of, I think that's culturally accepted and therefore they don't mind paying because they respect your time that much. They're happy. Well, listen, we should all respect each other's time, celebrity or not. But I, I agree with you. I think people are in the normal schism of things. People do respect your time. If you have some kind of fame or whatever. And then there is a percentage of you, of them that detest you and try to, you know, take you down, but that's a small and, and few and far between. So it is, you're right. You're only dealing with the people that like to do it. You know, there is an ecosystem out there that doesn't like celebs and, you know, says all this shit about them and what's true and what isn't. That's what I do like about your, you do get a couple people that try to get a cameo to troll you. That is true. Yeah. But it happens. But you know, you can't stop it. You can't. I mean, it it is what it is. is. It is. I mean, I quack like a duck for, I think for a dollar. Someone asked me to quack like a duck. So I did it. Where? On cameo. And uh, I didn't even get a five-star review. And I asked for a five-star review. I you said, actually did that. <laughs> yeah. Embrace it sometimes, right? A you, dollar? Is that your fee? Yeah, I'm a dollar. What are you doing? You're on there for a I, buck? Yeah, I try to make someone make a cameo with me. Like, I try to get a cameo in a cameo. Yeah. So, like, I have, like, John Lovitz pop in because I tend to be with him recently. Or I'll have whoever I'm with. Hey, yeah. let's do this cameo together. Yeah. Um, so, I try, try to make it fun. But uh, at the end of the day, like, celebrity, like, again, the one thing I've seen with all the requests and reviews is this emotional connection. I've said that a couple of times now. The yeah, you're, fans, really, you're that, staying hard on the... Uh, yeah, that fans have to a certain individual can be like, I didn't kill myself because of your music. Yeah, no. You got me through depression. 
And so for me, it's just providing that access to those people that can really help people through tough times. Yeah. And that really like, it warms my heart seeing that. Like that Tom Wilson one, for the third time now, that I see that a lot. Yeah. And it's like, how can I bring joy to somebody? And to me, like, you know, that's why I like to have these relationships and make sure you feel special and part of the cameo famio. And because then you're going to do the job that's going to really make your fans really. You, if this feels safe to you, then it's going to feel you're going to be willing to really do a lot for your fans and they're going to have a great time. I like that term, cameo famio. Yeah. Did you come up with that? Nope. <laughs> I did not. But I, I like that sometimes if you empower your fans, they'll do stuff for you online and they'll really help build your, your brand because they, they dig what you're saying. And so the, I agree with you, everything you're saying. When does uh, Cameo do a partnership with Uber Eats and Jamie Kennedy delivers your lunch? <laughs> what's that price? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, what's the, you got you to you tell. <laughs> <sighs> Depends on how far the radius is. But I, I would drop off a few, uh, <laughs> I would drop off some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> would you be... Uh, Dipping into it. <laughs> That's a problem right now. I think Uber's having, isn't it? Compliant, compliant. <laughs> the stick has been removed. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, it's incredible, man. And um, you want to tell me anything else? Because um, I, I think that's a good point. Anything else? Any other things with the app? Do you know the other? Th- do you know what is, is really interesting? Yeah, it's seeing that right. people just. Don't know what they want. With? With Cameo. Who? It's really interesting that. It's like, I've seen that so many times. I don't know if this is actually that relevant. This might get cut out. But like, <laughs> I was looking for one other thing and I was like, oh, let me just. Bam. Yeah. They don't know what they want. And what I mean by that, I remember speaking to Simon Rex early on. Yeah. Uh, I love Simon. Great guy. And Simon was, uh, who wants a personalized video message from me? He was literally crickets. He like, said that. On, on Instagram. It might have even been a swipe up. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But then he went, who do you want me to roast? Oh, yeah. That simple word. Yeah. Roast. Boom. So you're saying for the people that are on Cameo, the celebs set your directives so people know what they want. And then people buying Cameos set a directive. Like my older brother's like, oh, I don't want any Cameos for anybody, right? Yeah. Like, that's just his thing. Oh, I don't need a cameo. I like, doesn't really, celebrity doesn't really interest me, blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah. yeah you right. hear that a lot from people. Until he sees Kate Beckinsdale at Car from Coffee Bean. Well, my older brother's called Michael. He's probably going to listen to this because his name's been mentioned now. He's going to be so excited. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, no, that's serious. He's, he's saying, can you mention my name in some more articles? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his name's Michael, and he was named after David Hasselhoff's character from Knight Rider. Wow, you guys really are pop culture. Well, that was my mum and dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they named him Michael. So I spoke to David. I said, David, I got him on camera. I said, David, by the way, I'm going to buy one f- from you for my brother. Yeah. And so I got- David's on, right? Yeah, he's on. Oh, I Does, bet he kills it. Kills it. Kills it. Amazing. Does amazing with it. Don't and hassle the half. But he's fantastic with it. Yeah, like he's, he's, yeah, of course. He's, he knows how, to, he knows. Yeah. So the video he does for my brother, he wears a, the leather jacket from Knight Rider. He's standing by his pool, holding a Knight Rider car, going, dun it, dun it, dun it. Hello, Michael. Heard your birthday, like- you were named after, like, you know, did this amazing video for my brother. I sent it to my brother. He's freaking out. And he showed everybody. Oh. But here was a guy that didn't want this. Yeah, dude, I, I will say for anybody out there listening, if you do buy a cameo, 
I don't mind getting your direction. Some people just like, you know, this guy from Sweden hit me up and he was like, I'm just a huge fan. Just go crazy. So like, I just was myself, you know, but like, mm-hmm. I, I do like it. Like I told you, this one guy's like going to write a script yeah. and I'm fine with it because people want their own personalized moment. And that's what I think you're delivering. And I think it's incredible. And I think it's going to fucking explode in more verticals, dude. Thank you. And I know you have a lot more that you're not telling me. But I just want to tell people listening, shoot your shot. Yes. Listen to him right now. Shoot your shot. Um, Even though I think you've been successful in different avenues, you feel you failed at running and football and agenting, and now you're a successful entrepreneur, super successful. Dude, it's incredible, man. I remember this episode. I met you at 50 million. (laughs) I interviewed you at a billion. You come back when it's worth 10 billion. Uh, All right. Done. 100%. (laughs) Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for coming. Everybody, download Cameo. That's Martin Blencow. Where where can they find you on the socials? Uh, Martin Blencow on on Instagram. What about Twitter? No, I'm not good at Twitter. (laughs) Facebooky? No, Facebook, no. Just Instagram. And get him on Cameo. He's only a buck. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thank you.